Good morning. I hope everybody's doing well today on this beautiful and wonderful Thursday morning. And hope everybody slept well and uh, ready to hit the day running. It is, uh, like I say, as I say this each and every day, and it is true, is that, uh, you know, praise God that, you, we, that God gives us another day. You know, uh, if you woke up today, you know, you have the uh, opportunity of how you want your attitude to be. Uh, if you look at the at the day with dread, uh, with anxiety, uh, with uh, uh, trepidation, you know, it's you won't have a a, a bad uh, bad day. But if you look at it, uh, you know, I'm not teaching a, a, a the erroneous uh, positive mental attitude thing by Norman Vincent Peale. That was just bullcrap. But what I'm saying is, you know, you can focus on the negative, or you can focus on what God may have planned for you. And I think that's what we need to do when we wake up each morning is, Lord, what would you have me to do? What's your plan for my life today? Uh, how can I minister? How can I talk to someone else about Jesus Christ? And and uh, ask God, you know, if you're having a struggle with, uh, with a, uh, a poor uh, attitude uh, when you get up each day, ask God to help you to find the good uh, in your work or good in uh, the co-workers around you, uh, the good in uh, who you come across, uh, come into contact with. You know, think about those things uh, that uh, that God can help you see the more positive uh, and not be so negative. You know, it kind of goes back to pessimism and uh, optimism, you know, whether you see the glass half full or half empty. And, you know, as a lot of people, uh, they see things half empty and have such a negative outlook. In fact, uh, I, this person hasn't commented on anything on my Facebook in a long time. There used to be a person that uh, uh, I used to, me and Brady used to get tickled at. Uh, we used to refer to them as Eeyore uh, every time. I don't care what you put on there. I don't care what it was. I don't care how positive, how funny. Uh, they always come in and have some Debbie Downer uh, response. I mean, it was almost comical uh, in a way. It's just like, golly. I mean, they just... They must never smile or ever happy, you know, kind of, I don't know how many people saw that Saturday Night Live where they had the Debbie Downer and they'd be all upbeat and talking about something and say, boy, we're going to go to the beach. We're going to have fun. And, and, uh, the Debbie Downer say, wish I could go to the beach, but I have eczema and I can't be in the sun. You know, you always have that one person that just kind of just brings everybody down, you know. But let's not be the, the Debbie Downers, you know, and, and look at uh, the negative in everything. Let's be happy. If you have Jesus Christ in your heart, man, we should be the happiest of all people in this world uh, because we have the hope and the promise of what Jesus Christ has given us. And uh, so uh, when everybody else is down, we should be, of all people, upbeat. I can say being psychotic, but, you know, it, it, it does make a difference. But, you know, uh, you know, looking at the getting up this morning after doing my morning uh, personal devotions, uh, you know, I always like to turn on the news and see what's going on in the world. And, uh, of course, it's uh, nutty and crazy as always. <laughs> and, uh, uh, of course, the big, I guess, the, the big uh, uh, headline is... Uh, uh, Joe Biden's VP pick, and uh, you know something he said makes a lot of sense, and something you need to be aware of is who he does pick as his vice president, because he said, at seventy-seven years old, of course he'll be a one-term president. Uh, he said the vice president needs to be uh, ready to take charge. All right, now you need to listen to that very closely, because the man has uh, shown uh, deep concerns of senility. Uh, that uh, he don't even, in fact, uh, Hannity had last night 
that he didn't know where he was at uh, in several places uh, and miscommunicated several points, speaking points, uh, couldn't even get the census right and what year it was. I mean, it is um, uh, concerning, to say the least. He is a puppet, and I hope you understand that. He is a puppet. And uh, Pelosi would be the one running the country. You can just smile on Howard Hart Schumer. But, uh, uh, but whoever picks the vice president, you better. That's who you need to be aware of. Like I said, this is a battle between good and evil, not between Republican versus Democrat. Now, I ain't telling you how to vote. As a pastor, I'm not supposed to give any kind of leaning one way or the other. But uh, based on what I've seen, I'm just trying to give you the options and the uh, decisions. Now, something else that's going on uh, out there. Uh, of course, they showed a, a pastor in California. I don't know the guy's beliefs. I don't know if he's an emergent church, seeker-sensitive. Uh, you know, uh, he may be out there uh, in regards to his theology. I don't know. I don't know anything about the guy. I know he's kind of sissy-acting. I don't know that. But anyway, I was talking about California. He's defying uh, the orders to uh, to meet uh, as a church, and they were gathering on the beach, which would be awesome. I told my dad yesterday, I said, man, why couldn't we live near the beach and have church out there on, uh, next to the ocean? That would be so awesome. But anyway, he was, he's showing defiance. Well, the reason why I bring that up, uh, someone else had put on uh, social media, I guess it was in regards to, I think it might have been about this same pastor, said, why aren't more pastors speaking up? You know, I, and as you know, I'm not afraid to speak up uh, when it comes to uh, anything political, if it's anything that I feel that needs to be mentioned and has bearing, particularly uh, when it regards to the Word of God, you know, my me or my daddy, the one, have never shied away from those things. And we are trying to speak up. We are trying to speak out about certain things. Uh, we are not going to blindly uh, go into the night, if you will, <laughs> to quote a Independence Day uh, 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 president there, but um, for the movie, for those who don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, but, uh, you know, we, uh, we're not afraid to do that. The reason why a lot of pastors, you know, like I told you, I had an email, somebody said, I can't believe that you post the things you do or say the things you do, and you're supposed to be a preacher, and I don't hear other preachers talking about that. That's the problem. You don't have a lot of the preachers speaking about things that are controversial. They're quiet. They don't want to say anything. Why? Because they want their church to be a big social gathering. They don't want to lose a fanny in the seat. They don't want to take a chance of offending somebody. So therefore, they keep their little mealy mouths, uh, milk toast mouth shut. And they give the little uh, heartwarming and feel good little sermon. So everybody felt like they've done God a favor and they get to go home. You know, it's just, uh, uh, you know, there's, there's no meat there. There's no uh, no real true learning there. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to sit and point out specific churches. I could. I could be also, I could really. In fact, my wife showed me something the other day from a church not far from me and it just really just ticked me off. But I just, you know, I don't, I don't want to tear somebody else's church down even though I don't agree with them. But uh, uh, that's the problem. See, they don't want to stand up because they don't want to offend. Remember what I've told you before. The cross itself is offensive. As Christians, we will be, we're going to offend the people of the world because our convictions will be contrary to that, to society, uh, societal uh, views. And uh, so it's, it's, it's inevitable. And so, you know, God has called us to preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ. And we have to stand true. We have to stand right uh, for what is holy. And if it offends everybody in the world, so be it. I want to stand on the side uh, of what God wants me to preach and what God wants me to say. And I want to speak out against I don't care. I mean, I love our president, but if he's doing something that's, that is wrong, I'm going to speak out against it. I don't care uh, what policies the government puts out. If it's going against the grain of the gospel, I'm going to speak out against it. And if they arrest me for doing it, so be it. I will preach 
proudly and boldly in the name of Jesus Christ. And so I do my best to speak out and preach out. And we're going to keep our doors open as long as we can at the church. And uh, in fact, someone even made mention here recently that um, why is it that some churches, most churches closed when this pandemic first happened, and now they're open, trying to stay open. Well, you know, uh, when the pandemic first happened, uh, there was uh, really a lot of chaos. Everything was being shut down. And as, um, you know, as Christians, as God's word says, we are to obey uh, the laws of the land uh, unless it comes into contradiction with the gospel. Then that's when we go in the other direction. It has not been statewide mandated that we have to shut our church down. So we are not in defiance. Uh, we are still complying, but we are. Uh, we want to keep our church doors open. People want to be at church. They want to gather. And even during the pandemic, we still had services where people could still come to the parking lot. So, you know, uh, it's a little, little offensive, I think, when I see comments like that uh, as if we're uh, not doing what we're supposed to do uh, as a church. And I think a lot of churches are doing the best they can to keep their doors open and get the word out. So uh, a lot going on this morning, and uh, so I hope you don't mind my my morning comments uh, on current events, but I feel like they're relevant. Well, at this time, let's go ahead and stand and let us say our Pledge of Allegiance. Let us bring this up here. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Praise God. Praise the Lord. We get to live in such a wonderful country as the United States of America. I tell you what, we live in a great land. Even though there's chaos uh, going on around us, we still live in the greatest country in this world. And so we praise God for it, I tell you. Well, this morning we're going to uh, look at Isaiah chapter 26, verses 3 and 4. And uh, so let me get this pulled up here so everybody can read along if you so desire, in case you don't have a Bible handy or in a position where you can't look it up. Uh, again, Isaiah 26, verses 3 and 4. Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. And as me old Pappy always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. My friends, you know, I'm going to tell you a little little story I read I thought was interesting. Uh, and I think uh, we'll drive home the point where our, of our topic this morning. Uh, during the Korean War, uh, there was a soldier. He was um, hiding down in a bunker. And uh, his commanding officer uh, told him that uh, he needed to go out towards the front lines, and there were some men that who needed rescuing. And uh, so when the commanding officer walked off, uh, the man stood there and uh, stared at his watch. Well, a little while later, somebody said, hey, man, you were ordered to go out there and help save those men. He said, okay. And he stood there for a minute. He looked at his watch. Then all of a sudden, he got out with all fierceness, uh, of, uh, of any warrior could ever be fighting tooth and nail and saved multiple lives uh, off the front lines. Well, later on, somebody asked, said, why is it that uh, you hesitated? Why, when you were told to go several times, you stood there and, and stared at your watch? 
he said, um, well, uh, my mother uh, said that uh, at a certain time every day uh, that she was going to be praying for me. And he said, I was waiting for the right time to go out because I knew that God would be with me as I went and done the job that I was asked to do. And uh, that was uh, a very powerful uh, story that I read. Uh, of course, you can imagine uh, throughout history, whether it's uh, World War One, II, II, Vietnam War, Korean War, uh, uh, Gulf War, uh, you know, what uh, men and women uh, have, uh, have had to deal with and the strength and the courage they've had to find to be able to do the job they were told to do. And, it, you know, it's not that um, they wasn't fearful, but, you know, that's one thing when we read God's word. If God is for us, who could be against us? And we know that God is with us. Uh, we can accomplish great and wonderful things. Uh, sometimes, you know, when we look at God's word, the impossible becomes possible through God. There's a lot of things we encounter in our lives. We think, well, that's impossible. There's no way I can do that. But with God, all things are possible. And if it is his will, there's nothing that can stop you or prevent you from accomplishing his perfect work uh, and uh, for you. And so when we look at that, you know, that he, he knew each day that his mother uh, would be praying for him. Don't ever underestimate the power of prayer. I think some people underestimate that. And I think a lot of people don't um, realize the amount of power uh, that God has or or get, allows you to have uh, in this world. You underestimate yourself. Remember, you had just the faith of a mustard seed. You can move a mountain. But here's the thing. You know, <clears throat> when you look at the power of prayer, you look at how Andrew, uh, uh, with his prayers with Peter, Ananias with Paul, uh, the mother and grandmother of Timothy, uh, you see how the power of prayer fundamentally changed and transformed great men of God. Uh, you know, I don't know how many of you all remember uh, who were watching today when uh, we used to uh, bring in uh, Barry Mason. He was a, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, he was part of the uh, uh, Hell's Angels. Uh, now, he's gone on home to be with the Lord. He's a great guy, thought the world of him, and uh, he spoke at our church numerous times. But uh, he always talked about how his mother never quit praying for him, that she would come in uh, into the bars, into the places that he was at, and he'd be almost embarrassed, but she would uh, continually come in there and, and tell him, that, I'm praying for you. And uh, uh, he even had men that were, once he left uh, the Hells Angels, he, there was people come out to, to kill him, because once you're in, you're not supposed to leave, particularly if you have that, that death patch. And uh, how God saved his life because of his mother's prayers. My friends, don't underestimate those prayers. Jesus, as example, prayed for himself and for others. By Jesus' example, he demonstrated how to pray uh, in, the, in the order of prayer. Uh, and, and we can, you know, we see throughout history how these, how prayer has changed things uh, dramatically. We need to pray for this country. We need to pray for peace. We need to pray for healing. We need to pray that people uh, that, that, that we see on television, even though we get so angry, and I'm one of them. You know, my wife gets on me and says, why do you watch this stuff? Because I get so angry and upset. Uh, is that, uh, uh, but we still need to pray that God will touch their hearts and minds through Christ Jesus before it is too late. We need to pray for our teachers. We need to pray for our structural assistance for our teachers because they're going into new territory now. They're going into, you know, all this stuff is virtual. They're, they're going to be teaching in a whole new way. But most importantly, let's pray for our children. It is heartbreaking. A friend of mine from high school, she posted some statistics in regards to children who are going hungry, children who are going under physical and sexual abuse. Uh, these things these kids are having to face on a daily basis that before they can get away from uh, by going to school. 
they can at least get a couple of meals, maybe breakfast and lunch. It might have been the only meals they got. Now uh, these things are taken away from them. And so they're, they're in a nightmare situation. So we need to pray for these children like never before. We need to pray for our churches, pray for your pastors, uh, pray for our local businesses. We need, and I don't underestimate the power of prayer. You know, my friends, we need to make sure that uh, we have a heart's desire to pray hard and vividly, not only for our children, uh, maybe some of you who have grandkids or even great-grandkids maybe watch this, I don't know, but pray for their hearts, their minds, their souls, because the world they're growing up in, you know, my kids in particular are growing up in a world far different than many of us ever grew up in. And the fact that this world is getting further and further away from morality, further and further away from God, and further away from the things that we hold dear and always took for granted would always be there are now vastly changing. But we've got to, we have to pray. We have to pray hard for those things and those situations. And, uh, you know, uh, I hope that you're spending that time, uh, that communication uh, with God, seeking God's will daily. It is, um, you know, like I said, I was talking about this a little bit yesterday in regards to prayer. Sometimes the only prayer people throw up is when they're in trouble or a cop's behind them or something that, you know, you need to make sure you're spending that time. You know, it, it takes 50, you know, if you read, I, I share a link every day on how to read the Bible in a year. It takes 15 minutes to read that, okay? Because I, I do it. That's what I do. It helps me stay accountable. It helps me read through the Bible. Like I've told you, I'm not throwing roses on my shoulder, my own stretch of the imagination. But this will make, uh, let's see. Uh, I think this will make my 14th time reading through the Bible entirely coming this uh, at the end of this December. And that's awesome. You know, I never thought in a million years I'd even be able to go read through the Bible once. And now this makes the 14th time I've read through the Bible. I think that's awesome. And that's why I encourage you to do that as well. And it's always something new. It's always something fresh. It's always, you know, and I look forward to that time. And so we need to spend that time in, in the Word, and we need to spend that time on our knees praying to God Almighty. We need to have a heart's desire for the lost. We don't want to see anybody have to spend an eternity in hell. But you've got to wake up. Wake up out of your apathy. Wake up out of your complacency. Quit making allowances and excuses for sin. Quit compromising with the world. You know, when I think about the apathy and complacency of the world, and there was a scene in, in the, Lord of the, uh, the Lord of the Rings. Uh, I can't remember which movie it was. But it showed a king. And um, he looked very aged. He looked, uh, he was almost catatonic. He was unresponsive. He almost looked like there was dust on him. And uh, there was this little evil, uh, slimy little man who was uh, uh, infiltrating. Uh, and one of us said, tuck over his, his thought process. And, and was doing mean and evil, demonic-like things. Well, when Gandalf got there, he was able to uh, to break him free of that bond of this this evil little um, man, and all of a sudden he come to life, and it was like he was renewed. He, he looked younger. Uh, the the dust and the and the the what he was in was gone. That shell was gone. He, he was like a new person, and and Gandalf cast that evil person to the side. I think there's a lot of people out there who has allowed the devil to infiltrate their hearts and minds as Christians. Uh, I'm not saying they're demonically possessed. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that there's a difference between demonic um, possession and demonic oppression. And uh, as a Christian, you cannot be demonically uh, possessed, all right? But you may be facing some sorts of oppression. And so we need to understand where our strength is at, 
okay? And just like that king who, uh, once he, he was uh, rejuvenated, once that, that, that lot was given back to him, he become a new person. My friends, remember that the, the, the devil holds no power over you. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And remember that strength that only comes from God. Cast off those things. Let's re be rejuvenated in the things of Christ Jesus. Let's be rejuvenated in the things of God. And let his spirit fill us, sustain us, and so that we can go out and do the perfect work uh, in the will of God uh, that he has called us to do. Let us not be bogged down by the things of the world. Let us not let the devil rob us of our joy. Let our joy be full in the, in the things of Jesus Christ. And the only way you can do that is spending that time in the Word, is spending that time in prayer is the only way that you can accomplish that. Let's put away that apathy. Let's put away that com uh, complacency. Let our joy be full. Let's have a zeal and a, an excitement for Jesus Christ once again. And do not underestimate that power of prayer. Pray to God every day that he will instill in you with that zeal, that he will instill in you with that excitement for God once again, and that you can go out and we can be those beacons of light in this world of darkness, showing people the way. Just like I was talking about yesterday, uh, when you said that we were talking about in, in Psalm 109, uh, I'm sorry, 119, 105, uh, that uh, God's word is a lamp into our feet. Uh, God's word can illuminate uh, the darkness, and we can show people the way. So many people are lost in a dark world, and they need us as Christians to be that light to show them and point them the way to Jesus Christ. Don't neglect that time with God. Don't neglect that opportunity to show someone else Jesus Christ. Just like at uh, the story I opened up with about uh, in the Korean War, the soldier in the bunker, he waited for that right moment because he knew he was going to be covered in prayer. People were praying for you. Well, let's pray for other people and let us understand the one who goes before us, the one who goes behind us, the one who's right beside of us, and that is God Almighty. That is Jesus Christ. So don't be afraid in the spiritual battle to go to the front lines and do what we are called to do and to fight for God Almighty. Fight for Jesus Christ. And don't let this world swallow us up, but instead let us fight back as Christians. Let us have a word of prayer. Therefore, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your grace, your mercy, your love, your joy, your peace overflowing. Lord, uh, help us to stay on our knees, praying daily for those around us, praying for this country, praying for our president. Lord, let us serve you well. Let us hear one day, well done, good and faithful servant. Lord, if there's anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God. Forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, please be with this nation. Touch the hearts of minds like never before. Let them come to know you before it's too late. Lord, to help us as Christians to be this light in the world of darkness. Lord, uh, just pray that you bring healing and peace upon this land. Be with our police officers. Lord, bring protection about them. I know they are loved. They are needed. They are appreciated. And Lord, I just pray that you will be with our military as well. And Lord, I pray that uh, you'll be with the uh, family of Joe Payne. I'm sorry, uh, Joe Freeman. And Lord Jesus, I pray that uh, you will bring healing as we're dealing with this loss. And we, Lord, Joe was a good guy and we loved him dearly. Uh, Lord, I pray to be with Hoover as he's dealing with the loss of his mother. And Lord, I pray to be with Ron Thompson, bring healing upon him and Thelma, Wendy Lee and uh, Kim Penix and Robert Penix. And uh, Lord, I just pray that you'll be with Willie Smith. I pray that uh, you'll be with uh, Linda Feathers and David Feathers and uh, Ginger Hood and Troy. 
and uh, so many others, Lord Jesus. And uh, Lord, I pray that you will be with our president, give him wisdom, knowledge, and understanding during these very difficult times and protection about him and his family. We thank you, we love you, and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Appreciate each one of you guys for watching this morning. It's always a pleasure to get to do these little devotions. Uh, good morning, Lee Miller, Lisa Payne, and Scott Wingard. And uh, Wingard, I guess I'm saying that right. I hope I am. But uh, good morning, and uh, thank you for watching this morning. And uh, sometimes I don't see, I know sometimes when I end, there'll be a comment that'll come up. And so apparently they must be commenting by the time I'm hitting in. So if I don't recognize you verbally, I try to at least type in and respond. Or sometimes there'll be comments that don't even pop up and uh, don't even see while I'm speaking until after I uh, end it, and then I'll see it. So don't be offended if I don't uh, don't recognize you uh, in your comment uh, on video, but I'll try to comment uh, underneath it. If you'd like to share these devotions with your friends or family here on social media, you can always find me at Dr. Young 77 If your friends or family don't do devotions, and uh, they can always find on uh, our website at flbconline.com and or you can uh, find me on YouTube at Dr. Matthias Young. And uh, as always, uh, you can always find me on uh, the Doc Young Chronicles podcast on Apple iTunes and uh, free of charge, audio only. We can listen to all the sermons, all of uh, the daily devotionals as you're going out and about your day. Well, I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last because one day it will be. Thanks for watching and God bless you.